Welcome to the Second Chance Podcast, where we explore the deeper inner of the human psyche, find new ways to reinvent and invent ourselves for the better, for the wiser, for the more rational, and the happier and more contented. That education is somehow, and I'm speaking the, in the broader sense of the word, like education, getting to know that which pertains to you, getting to know a broader world of society that built you, getting to know a deeper sense of humanity, nature, abstraction, interaction, and matter, right? Getting to know a deeper sense of the fundamentalities of life. Now, When we speak of education, there's an idea that you, you either choose to be educated or you choose to be simple-minded and there are, great, there are great tracks of life and the educated one has, has like this aloof sense of being and the simple-minded one is very deeply connected to reality and to the day-to-day, to the, to the, to the lingo of the changing culture environment because they're not they're not subdued with extra information so their only teachers are that of which that which they meet those are their teachers and those are their schools of thought so their social interactions will be the basis of who they are the simple minded will always be deep more deeply connected to the world, to society, than the educated one will be, because that's their school of thought. That's their way of, that's their interaction with the notion of the experience of existence, the notion of the relationship between what is and what they think is. What they, what they, nobody, right, so here's the idea. So we see this idea that everybody needs to be learned in some sort. We don't want to end up, and I think this is the fabric of, of the nature of humanity, we don't want to end up being stuck, not revolutionizing our experience of life. We don't want to say, oh, that which we know today is is what we know yesterday and what we knew yesterday and what we what we know tomorrow will be what we know today. We don't want to end up like that. We want to have a sense that our knowledge base, our, our experience base, our, our participation of life is different today than yesterday and, and today and tomorrow. So the simple-minded will look for a school of thought, but it will be much more on the the fundamental levels of society, on social interaction. They'll deeply they'll be deeply engaged in the new lingo of 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 the language, and they'll be deeply engaged in the in the the new trends of society. Now, as you go upscale and realize that you can't study at a deeper plane than just 
what is given to you, right? What's handed to you. And also those habitual trends of society, although there's definitely a deep aspect to them, they tend to lack the, the depth that's possible for humanity. They don't describe the relationship between the cosmos and 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 the creations of of the planet Earth, right? They don't they don't delve into the abstraction of numbers and the biological framework of of bacteria and the molecules, and they don't they don't open up the the horizon. To, to a deeper possibility of life and for sure in a philosophical sense right they don't they don't question questions they don't they don't they don't they don't they don't step out of their their little box right what they know is what they know and even stepping out a little bit is is deeply scary to them i i i tend to think that those two tracks the simple minded and the educated in certain societies and certain uh, cultures worked, right? The simple-minded works. When I say works, I mean that there's a, there's a deep resonance and function to each one of their lives and, and the ability to deeply fail in each one of those paths are, are limited, right? There's the simple-minded, if, if anything, always had that protection of you know, you know too much and then you, you get stuck in that knowledge, right? You know the atom bomb. So now you just, you, you want to use it. And then, and then everybody else wants to use it because they want to know what you know. And then, and then the world is just living in chaos, right? So the, we get stuck in the knowledge. So there, there's that tendency that sim the simple mind doesn't, is protected. In a more, in a more simple example, right? The, the simple minded doesn't doesn't let's say let's say nowadays psychology is very popular in, in in educational circles and academia. So for the simple minded that doesn't study psychology, doesn't study these these ideas and these philosophical um, understandings of of our our being, our relationship with ourselves and others. For them. They, they they necessarily get protected by, you know, like they don't know what the idea of like, you know, their self-esteem. It's a bad example because self-esteem is being argued very strongly and I'm pretty anti it as well. But let's say self-esteem was a big one. Now the people that were a little educated and they knew like, oh, self-esteem anything that brought them into deeper sadness because like they, they recognize their brokenness and let's say depression is a good one like the more you know about depression and the more you recognize in yourself the more heavy it is to bear because you're you're so aware of what that that which you're experiencing not just as an someone who's experiencing it but someone who knows what it's what what it really is or what the study has told us it is based on other people's experiences. So like a really, it's like a thousand people's knowledge of that experience plus your own coupled in one. It's just a much heavier, especially because it's, I don't call it, I personally don't think it's negative, but society calls it negative and, and we have that connotation. 
there's uh there's going to be a lashback in the same notion you know the the simple minded the the education one the the, the one who's 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 understand a deeper fundamental or open their mind to a, a deeper plane of understandings for them the they're protected more than the simple minded because they 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 know how to get out. Let's say that depression is a good example. The one who's educated knows knows the path pathways out of depression. They know they've they've studied it. They know what needs to be done. They know what what has worked for those thousand people that they've experienced. They know what has worked to get out as well. So, and the simple minded hasn't a clue. It's just this heaviness, right? So, I think in other societies and other cultures. Being simple-minded was okay to function properly and to and to be educated to have have a deep understandings of things was okay was good they they both worked in a sense and the, the simple mind that had its weakness the one who who knew more than they should had its weakness and I think we're at a point in society and. And it's funny because I, I I used to be deeply anti that that idea of just just taking on information abstraction just stuffing yourself with nonsense that doesn't really relate to who you are and it just it bogs you down and 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 as I said like it it could distract you and it could it could just make you feel heavier than you should and in your day to day interactions it's it's a load I used to be deeply deeply. Not anti, but understanding that the simple minded is, is is a good path too. But I've come to realize that because our society is so decrippled, is so dysfunctional. Anybody who has two eyes and a sense understands how dysfunctional we're we're experiencing life. Well, I think the only way out is is through knowledge, it is through education. Because the simple mind that gets run over in this in this society. I mean, I always it it hurts me, but like the idea that you know the suicide in teenagers, especially teenage girls, and it's it's just so terrible. Because of course they're not educated. How could a teenager be educated? How how could they know deepness about life? I mean, they're just starting out, right? And they're they're taking on a societal form of belief so heavy so strong and and they have nothing to battle that they have nothing to battle this nihilistic form of view that's been handed to them and corrupted for past couple generations and finally got to them and then they're facing that with a little bullying right and it's just exploding and they can't face that with their simple minds and 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 what happens is the inevitable which is complete destruction complete annihilation and I think that with education with understanding and really understanding how the, the the level of corruption that we're living in and how we got here and the dysfunction and how to get out of it right if you understand how we got here we understand how to get out of her by definition because you saw what you know the romanticism and the and the and the Marxism and you saw the 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 steps that brought us to this postmodern right the postmodernism form of of destruction 
that's leading us to this, this terrible experience of life compared to what it could be. And, and through that understanding, through that education, we can, we can have a chance. We have a chance of life. But I think you can't get through life in 2022 and on. You cannot get through life simple-minded and keep your functionality and stay sane. Just keep thing, keeping the sanity, we need to understand how we got here. Because we're like this terrible, terrible fruit that came from a land of just neglect and, and lack of cultivation and, and just burdened with weeds and, and, and terrible fertilizer. And we're like this, and there's this, this, this apple that's just, it's just rotten. It's, it's not rotten, but it's just so, it has no sweetness. It lacks, it lacks the goodness of an apple, right? And we're like that fruit. And to get out of that, to get out of the apple, the only path, and I mean the only path, is to understand how you got to the apple. That's, this is the problem. When you get to an evil generation, I don't think our generation is evil, but when you get to such dysfunction, and by the way, the step before evil is dysfunction, right? There is times where evil just flows, but usually it comes from, you know, a degradation of goodness, falling into like a, a subdegradation of, of neutrality and and questioning life and then falling into some sort of dysfunction because goodness and function are equal. And then and then there's a fault to, to straight out evil. Like I'm just I'm done anyway, so why, might as well let me grab something while I'm at it. And then true evil, which is let me let me destroy while I'm at while I'm getting destroyed. Like let's let's let I'm I'm going down, let's bring everybody with me. So I think the only way out is through education at this point. And I think every culture and every society that's fallen into this rut, this is not the first time, I think, historically that we've fallen into a rut. You get out by, you get out by learning and studying and by not being a fool about what you're experiencing, what life life is and, and how you got here. Like, how do we get it? Why do we believe the things we believe? I, I don't believe there's a mental health crisis. I really don't. I believe there's a belief crisis. I think we've taken on such enormous baggages of foolishness and beliefs and ideas that what's left is this insane perception of who we are and what the world is and it just sends our emotions into crazy places because of it. I think if we fix our beliefs, if we really fix our beliefs and it's not easy, getting over a belief, letting go of a belief is, is truly difficult, almost as difficult as the idea of healing and mental and mental health, right? It's, it's difficult. I think it's, it's possible, but it's difficult. And, I could be an example, like I was just thinking about the other day, like anxiety in a way I was talking about in another video, anxiety comes from, you know, wanting to choose 
believing that narratives create the function of your life and thinking that you're the one that creates the narrative, right? If you think that narratives decide your life, right? The story that you're going to doom, if that story comes out somehow, it's printed, that will bring you to doom. And then you're, you could author your story. So all I have to do is think that I am in a, in a state, a story of doom. And because the story defines who I am, I am going to doom. And all I have to do is think about it. All I have to do is author that story. So I am like at the, the deep edge of a cliff and all I have to do is just think that thought and then I'm, I'm over the cliff and then automatically my, my system wants to generate that story, you know, because you want to fight that which could take you down, right? You want to face your enemy. It's like a courageousness, but you're, you're like, you're the enemy and you're facing yourself. Like you're the good guy and the bad guy. And then you're in doom because you author the story of doom and the story of doom tells you what, tells you how your life's going to be and therefore you're going to be in doom actually and then you're going to feel the experience of falling into doom into chaos. So that being said, like, is it really mental health or is it the fact that we are truly missing fundamental beliefs and ideas about story, about ourselves, about our place in society and so on and so forth, right? Like in this example, right? Can I author, a, if I author a story, is it gonna be true, right? Just the idea that I author a story and therefore it's true, that's crazy, right? I come up with the idea that this, this, these, this room will implode on itself in three seconds, right? That's my idea, right? It's my story. It's been three seconds and this room did not implode, right? The idea that I think that my story is somehow connected, if I decide to make a story, it, somehow reality is gonna just follow that story is crazy. Now, there is some truth to it because we are motifs in our stories, right? It could be the story comes out from not our own place, right? In a sort of prof prophetic place where, right, the, there's an idea, a notion out there that I connect to, but I don't author and I'm not bringing forth of this room imploding in three seconds, right? And I'm, I'm like part of that story and, and, and reality sometimes follows such stories because reality looks for faith, right? It looks for fate, right? You find this with 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 um, with relationships, right? When you meet somebody, right, you kind of look for the story, right? Am I seeing a story of a whole new life with this person, right? You're looking for that overarching story, but there's then there's the fool who thinks that every time they see a woman or a woman seeing a man, anytime she sees a man somehow she's going to, or he's going to author that story. And therefore, by authoring the story of some love affair, some, some grand change in their life, some, some fortune, somehow that story is just going to envelop, and it never does. And, but there is the time where a story will bring, come about 
which will inevitably be that 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 love, that that greatness, that that marriage, that future, right? But you have to be really honest with yourself. Are you are you just looking to author the story, or is the story just something you're recognizing? Just knowing that, right, would would cut anxiety in half. Just knowing, just being honest with yourself. Am I looking to author this story, or is this story just coming about? Now, even if the story is coming about, and you you're completely sure that you're not authoring it, and it's just what you're experiencing, right? You met somebody and. And it's just happening, and it's not you, and you're not looking for it, and it's just there, right? It's fate. Even that story, you have to really make sure that you're not looking for it, because there's so much of you that wants to follow these stories, right? And if you got to a point where you've you've devoid yourself of all self-deception, and you're at a point where, okay, this is a story that's not me, and I'm I'm just experiencing. Do you understand stories? Can you tell, can you, are you that great that you could understand when you're experiencing a story which is true because you're not authoring it, so it must be true, and understand really what's happening, right? Like so many times, like we're experiencing that story that's outside of ourselves, that narrative, and we think it's going north but it's really going south right it's like oh no i didn't i didn't see that coming wow or the other way like oh it sounded terrible and then whoa it just opened up right so the story you don't even know how to interpret the story so one you're not the author no no prophet's the author of their prophecy that's rule number one a prophet cannot be the author of his prophecy he has to experience the prophecy from another author outside of himself, an external author. Number two, when, when the prophet, and I mean everybody, because everybody, we're dealing with prophecy when we're talking about anxiety, when anybody recognizes, gets to the point, recognizes that the story is external, it's not their, their doing, it's not their deception, it's not their craving to get to the story, but actually the story coming onto them, can you interpret the prophecy? Who the heck knows how to interpret a prophecy and know, know how to do it well? Open up a text of, of biblical prophecy. See how you can interpret that in life, right? Like, there's, there's uh, infinite ways of translating that. And you're, you think you're like that, that deep soul that could just translate it in the right way and, the, and without deception, right? You have to make sure as you're interpreting it that you're not looking for something in it, but rather you're allowing the text, not the text, you're allowing the story to... to, to enveloped to the truth of itself. You can't do that. And maybe you can. Maybe you get to that point where there's no deception in the interpretation and it's a real good, clear interpretation based on your trueness of life and your understanding of existence and your understanding of stories in general and so on. I mean, a million things, right? And you're getting the interpretation and you think you're, let's say, because nobody should say they're 100% accurate, you think you're 90% accurate and somehow that translates into a form of doom for yourself, right? After you've went to, to steps one and, and two, and, the, and at three, you're like, okay, there's doom, 90% sure that, that I'm going to be facing doom in three seconds, right? Knowing that you're still bound to your brain, right? You're still bound to the function of yourself. And, and, and the, that's why we leave the 10% open, that it's never going to be 100%. 
and being courageous, right? After those two things, then, then there's room for courageousness because you don't have to face much in life once you've completely eradicated most of the, the fallacy of, of narrative that you think is happening. So you have that little 10% of, of, of true narrative that, that's really true to yourself and that really, really is true, objectively true. And in three seconds, there's going to be doom. Having the courage, and this is where courage comes in, of facing the doom, right? Do you know that the doom, do you know that the doom is, why do you have a narrative that, that somehow that chaos is something you can't handle? Like, that's a story. You want to follow that story? Like, who, who created that story for you? That you can't face doom and you will fall into this chaos with the doom to never come out. Like, how many stories do you know of people who did that? And if you're talking about death, then why, why is your narrative about death in such a negative way? Why do you see death as chaos and doom? Right? That's a definition of death. It's really a definition of life. Why do you see life as chaos and doom? Why don't you see life as this massive picture of deep understandings that we can never get or handle on? Right? Why, do you, why do you know life so well? Right? Again, it's the prophetic mind. Why do you know life so well that you could just assume doom and assume it will capture you to never-ending pain and suffering? Why, why do you assume such things about life? Where's, where's your prophetic mind coming from, right? And you see a deep arrogance in all this. Like, like really, you know, you know what life is. You know what life is not. And I'll prove it to you that there's, there's a form of arrogance and deception in this. And because, because why, why, why do you deeply believe it? Like, it's, it's fine to say that maybe there's doom. Maybe it'll capture you and maybe you'll fall into it. Why, why is your entire system, your entire emotional system, experiencing it in real time as if it's really happening? No different than if actual doom is actually taking over your entire essence. So that idea, right? And to, and to put it as a narrative in your life. And if you get to a point where you have that narrative, right? And you feel it and you're experiencing it. And all of a sudden there's no doom, right? And you just go to sleep and you wake up the next morning. What are you going to tell yourself? Like I listened to that foolish narrative and I fully believed it and it was completely false. Or you're going to say, oh, this time I got away, but next time I'm going to be stuck fullier in a deeper sense, right? Come on. Why are you playing that story? Why do you assume that story? Why not have an equal mind in the story and say, I'm just being a fool about it and I need to know when I'm being a fool and when I'm not being a fool and so on and so forth. Now there's other components to anxiety, but most of it's coming from a feeling that we, we can, what we think will determine our life. And that's not true. Life will determine our life, whether we think it or not. Chaos happens whether we prepare for it or not. And in fact, preparing for chaos might not necessarily protect you from chaos. If anything, preparing for chaos maybe will overturn, will actually engage in the chaos, right? If you're like a, 
someone who studies martial arts and studies Kung Fu and, and studies all forms of, of fighting, right? And if anything, there's more of a chance of danger, of true harm, or maybe even death because of that studying. Because if you didn't study it, you would back down. But no, you studied it, so you'll face the perpetrator. And the perpetrator's stronger than you because there's always a perpetrator that's stronger than you. And then, and then you will fall. So who, what brought you there? Was it the fact that, you know, life hit you? Or the fact that you tried to prepare for chaos and chaos got you, right? So you can't prepare for it. Now, I'm not saying that you shouldn't engage in your martial arts or, or engage in, in technique of fighting when facing an enemy, especially if it's a true threat to your being or the ones that you care about. But to say that it's not protect that you're going to be protected from chaos is foolish. You can't be right. So why why create such a such a false narrative, right? What 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 what's carrying you to that narrative? What what makes you want to go to that narrative versus another? Now this is the this is just getting back to the idea that educated. We need to know. We need to know to get out of this evil, to get out of this dysfunction. We truly need to know. And the only way to know is by, is by studying, studying abstractly life and, and, and the world, the broader horizon of experience of humanity and of, and of existence. You can't, I, my argument is in this generation, we can't get away with being simple-minded without being faced with the tentacles of destruction. And that's a sad reality, but we're at that point where the only way forward is backwards, and the only way backwards is through education. The simple-minded can't go backwards because they don't know history. They don't know, they don't know these things. They don't know, they don't know the, the, the steps that brought them there. They only know then. Now, the apple at the end of the tree. That's all they know. They don't know the tree. They don't know the roots. They don't know the ground. They don't know the rain. They don't know the clouds. They don't know the precipitation. They don't know the ocean. They don't know. What they do know, what they do know is, is, their, is their simple existence. And it works in certain societies, but now it doesn't work. And even the teenager needs to be as educated as possible to face the evils of, of our belief system and in, in, in society. Now, becoming educated is not a one-track-minded approach, right? You could be educated in the experience of, of, of arts and in the experience of, of a deeper sense of anything. Really, education is... For my my definition is a deeper sense of that which we already know, right? Right. We know our father, but do we know that our father has a father, and that our grandfather has a father, and our father is based on his father, and so on and so forth, and their culture is based on it, my culture is based on it, and those beliefs are based on it, and therefore I am that belief, and therefore I know how that belief evolved, and I know how to get out of that belief. I know where it came from. I know where to take the good and destroy the bad. And to think that you can just destroy everything. History is garbage. Everything in the past is evil. And that you're good. It's just, it's just being the apple at the end of a tree. Being that dead, broken apple at the end of a huge econo uh, 
ecology of 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 being ecology of 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 growth and 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 saying that let's everything before me is evil but this is good like you're you're not even looking at the apple you're not even seeing how terrible it is you're not even seeing how terrible life is as opposed to what it could be now there is historical moments of also terrible life and usually it was more external right it wasn't it wasn't in a, an internal experience of life. It was, it was just 50 years in the mill factory, right? And, and just getting by, and, you know, just getting food on the table, really food on the table. So, right, that, that, that's an external emptiness, right? But you're still suffering. And if the, I think the step one of, of everything that I talk about is admitting that you're just not you're not you're not experiencing life as you want to be. Maybe you are, and then I I need to learn. I need to learn from you exactly how you got there. But if you're trying to be honest, and I'm going to be honest with myself, and you're going to be honest with yourself, we're not we're suffering, and we're not get we're we're, we're dealing with a burden that we don't know how to unpack. And the only way to unpack it is to study how we got here, to study what who and why. We have this burden. And what are the details? And how do I deal with it? Right? You can't just throw the burden off, right? You can't say, okay, it's gone. Because no, you, it's a fabric of who you are. So you have to unpack it, truly unpack it. But then you unpack it and then you get there. And you understand the weakness of being educated, that you're 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 gonna carry a heavier burden, but you're gonna know how to get out of it. So you have to kind of like always be relevant to, towards your education. Like, what does this mean for me, right? This is a nice abstraction of algebraic equation on, on a black hole. But what does that do for me? What is that relevant to me? Why would that change my life? Why would that change my relationships and my experience of being, right? The, the educational experience needs to be bound to, the, to yourself, become one. And there's weakness in that, but I think that's only track forward. My belief is that only track forward at this point is going backwards. And the only way backwards is education. Good luck. May God help you. Thanks for listening. And if you would like to see the video version of this, check out my channel on YouTube.